Welcome to the Project 40 podcast. I'm so, so excited today to have my lovely friend and, um, you know, collaborator. She inspires me so much. We were just having a conversation about just how much we love to connect anyway. So whenever we get a chance to work together, it's amazing. I have the wonderful, talented, and so, um, oh my God, she helps me so much with everything to do with wellness um, and spirituality. And we just we have so many connections. Kiki Flynn, who is I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I love having you. And so just for those of you who might not know her work, she's a, a wellness consultant, um, but she's so much more than that. She um, she's got 35 years in yoga and organic and sustainable living, and she's also a lifestyle consultant. And Kiki, you can probably explain your work better than I can because you do so many things and just you're so amazing. So. Well, you know, I just started really understanding that what I am involved in is lifestyle because everybody wants to do one new healthy thing or find one perfect healthy food or one. And really, our to be healthier, to stay in balance, it's really every choice that we make, not to overwhelm the listener or not to overwhelm my clients, but we really just shift the way that we live our lives and so not to minimize what we do mm-hmm. and call it style but it really is a lifestyle that yep. someone has a healthy lifestyle um a style that they live their life their day-to-day with a positive outlook seeking balance you know free from that addiction of intensity or despair or self-criticism so that's really about every choice that we make and we can make so many choices that are uplifting uh, it's not just being, say, healthy. It's about finding things that nourish us and uplift us. And we can do that in our home, in the way that we dress, in the food choices that we make, in the relationships that we have, the art that we expose ourselves to. So it's really the way that we live our lives. Every single person that we meet every day is an opportunity. They mm-hmm. presents an opportunity to really have an uplifting exchange. It's so true, yeah. We don't just save the best of ourselves for, you know, some chosen person or something like that. We can just keep doing it. That's amazing. I love that. that. Yeah. And it's often, I mean, that's actually so interesting because it's often in those first meetings, like, you know, I mean, you had such a strong impact on me from the first moment I met you in Mysore <laughs> back in the that's 90s. That's so nice to hear. I know that's amazing. <laughs> back in the late 90s. And like it just left such an impression that we've stayed connected all these years because I just loved you instantly because you had this really warm energy and I just felt like you, and you had this really unusually like natural feminine energy that was just like this mother like kind of grounded like beautiful can like the cancerian energy that I love so much which we'll talk about which is very needed astrologically right now we'll talk about that a little later on but but that first impression the first impressions we make are so powerful yeah I've been having these experiences just like over the last two weeks where I'm bent down, locking up my bicycle. I live in New York City. I ride my bike, you know, 90%. I'm a bicycle commuter. So I ride my bicycle all over the city and all my appointments. So I love that. I'll be bent down, you know, at like the wheel of my bike, locking it up. And a child will walk by. We're like on the same level. Or like a baby will be in a stroller. Aww. This baby looked over at me and like gave me the thumbs up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in an animated world? Did that really just happen? I love that magic, but that's what you're attracting. Yeah, this little toddler went by. Mm -hmm. He kind of like put his arm out and pointed at me and winked. No way. Yeah, almost like like a 90-year-old, you know, would do or something. So anyway, I really enjoy that. that. It's like there's something about children like to just really like be down on their level and like yeah. look right at them well, one little kid went by she was like bicycle and I was like <laughs> yeah bicycle that's that's the magic though and I feel like in these crazy turbulent times of massive uncertainty and confusion that we're living in that we need those moment-to-moment encounters that ground us and bring us back into the into the magic and into the feeling the feeling connection with the immediacy of like who's coming into our sphere right right now and you know in a strange i mean all the 
books say this and all the great saints and gurus and everything say this, but it's really, it's about the here and now. It really is exactly. the here and now. Exactly. And if we can, sometimes we don't want to be here now. We're on a crowded subway or we're in an airport, right? We're going to some incredible place. Right. We're like in an airport and maybe we're delayed and we yeah. can just choose to feel so crummy about all of that. Or we, we're or, between 2016 and 2017 wondering after this election, like, what is right, going to happen? Right, <laughs> Well, you know, I was just at Standing Rock. Yes, I love that. Tell us about that. You know, I've been doing all of this um, reading. I think it's, you know, a lot of it coming from doing a Project 40 with you, looking oh, at Jung more. Mm -hmm. And last summer I was really reading about the Middle Passage. Mm. Uh, and then that really led me into looking at symbols and goddess, looking at a lot more kind of goddess work and right. um middle passage like like Jung talks about the like um, Jung talks about the middle passage right and this time of like uncertainty and questioning everything that I've been doing up till now and wanting to go somewhere else but not knowing like I really felt like I was on a bridge mm, and I mm. I'm going across the bridge at night I don't know what's on the other side yes that's a good metaphor and then looking and then understanding like, okay, I'm in the cocoon and it's dark yeah. <laughs> and I'm gestating and something's happening and soon I'm going to be, you know, breaking out of this dark cocoon and spreading my wings into this adult life. Yes. And then really expanding. I've been doing a lot of reading about sort of goddess and indigenous, um, indigenous belief systems and sharing communities and cultures mm -hmm. and from the very beginning when I heard about the camp at Standing Rock and the protest which very interesting is actually not a protest and that was really the beauty the gift of my going there that I got was that everything was done around prayer and ceremony and it that. was actually not that they were protesters but they were protectors <coughs> they were water protectors Amazing. yeah and the water protectors are the women. So in this Sioux mm. nation, the women are charged with protecting the water. And it was the women that said, we cannot have this pipeline be drilled into our land and be dug, drilled under a river. And so they started to do daily prayer, daily water ceremony. Wow. So seeing what was going on there, I was so called to go. I was just emotionally so pulled. Everything that I oh, read. Yeah. They needed you there. Yes, thank you. And I heard about that a lot of my friends wanted to go. and But it was just hard sort of getting someone to make that commitment. Sure. I, I, I have to say I wasn't prepared to go alone. I wanted to go with a buddy. Yeah. And I called my high school, my, my best girlfriend from college, Sabrina, who's been very, Sabrina Artel. She has a very cool radio show called Trailer Talk, mm -hmm. and she is a anti-fracking mm -hmm. activist and very knowledgeable and very committed. She lives up in the Catskills where they successfully, after a long-fought battle, kept mm. the fracking, you know, stopped the fracking. I yeah. called her, and five days later, we were there. Amazing. Amazing. And, and uh, yeah, sorry. So I think the, the power, the success of Standing Rock, I mean, one, like my heart, so many people were pulled to go there and show their support. Yeah. But I think the true change came, oh my goodness, my door is ringing. Yes. Okay, hold on. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Um, sorry, we got interrupted. So yeah, sorry, where were you? Okay, <laughs> so at Standing Rock, I think the real power of change came from prayer and ceremony. Yeah. And so everything that we were reading in the newspapers or, you know, in the news accounts was about these protests and that they were violent. Actually, what the protests were, were finding organizations or companies or contractors that were involved with, or even Wells Fargo Bank, 
that were working with the pipeline and the indigenous people, the natives, the mm -hmm. elders, mm -hmm. would go to one of these places, and it was there was a very strong team of like civil disobedience trainers, and it okay. was all about peace. And what would go on was that an elder or native people would do ceremony and prayer at that place. Mm to bring the prayerful spirit and ceremony there mm. to create the change. Wow. And I went on one action, and I have to say, I did not volunteer to be arrested. And even knowing that it was the chance was I would not be arrested, I was very fearful. And even this, with all of my yeah. background yeah, in, honest. say, meditation and everything like that. Yes. But so there honest. was a mm -hmm. ceremony going on. And then all the rest of us, they were like, white people, come to the front. <laughs> and uh, so we, the non-native people, we created, in a sense, a blockade, a human mm. blockade, so that the ceremony could go on in peace, uninterrupted. Wow. And we were constantly uh, reminded to stay in peace and not to show anger and not to use words of anger. I love that. And there was helicopters, there was cop cars closing in, there were dogs. An employee left this facility and fired into the crowd seven shots. <gasps> and only by the grace of God was no one shot. Ooh. Just imagine just driving around with a gun and just firing it oh at, at elders in ceremonial dress. Oh, my God. I mean, it just, and then, you know, what we might classify as a bunch of hippies. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, we were not. Right. Uh, That's how they, not, yeah. So this, um, this prayerful um, protest was going on, and, but it was very tense, but it was also very beautiful. It sounds and so beautiful. Yeah, so I'm just very, was very so powerful. it was very powerful. And then every morning, the water protectors do a ceremony down at the river, a water ceremony, and they had water gathered from all mm. over the world because some mm. of these water protectors they go to these water conferences and all over the world to talk about the safety and the future of water. Oh, these yeah. indigenous and oh, native yeah. women. So there we. Every single woman present that attended the ceremony was given, it reminded me a great deal of India, Shireen. We were given tobacco wow. that we offered to the river. And then in our right hand, we took water that was from rivers all over the world and offered that to the river. Wow. That, yeah. and, and then we took it and we drank it from our right hand, just like India. Wow. And it was a four-hour ceremony that we stood on the bank of the river with the sun rising. And as, you know, over 100 women participated in the ceremony, being led by these uh, elders with uh, water songs and morning oh, songs being beautiful. sung. Wow. So beautiful. And that really was the power, I think, that created the change. Yep. It was these prayers. It was ceremony. It was working with... What is unseen? And, you yeah. and then having the support of the people that came out to maintain the camps, to feed, to clothe, to protect, was just extraordinary. And I, I really feel that my consciousness changed oh, yeah. from participating, observing and witnessing the ceremony and... Um, and just being there. Oh, I can imagine. My God, it sounds incredible. And it reminds me a little bit, you know, it's interesting when Alma had her 50th birthday in 2003, she did this, she had this huge celebration in India um, to bring as many people together as possible with the intention of healing the water. Like, I think she foresaw this back in 2003. Right. She had everyone bring water from their place, from all over wow. the world. To bless. Incredible. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't understand it back then because it didn't seem like the water was so in jeopardy back then, but it's like, it's very interesting. And I'm just thinking about, you know, it's so 
it's so fascinating the astrology as you're talking I'm like seeing how it's like what you've just described is the high to me one of the highest versions of how to manifest the the energies of the planets right now and the um the archetypes that are involved in in the this really powerful configuration we have between um Jupiter and Libra which is really Jupiter's really advocating this energy of justice and peace and balance and and definitely coming from a nonviolent approach like it's definitely coming from a peaceful Libra's all about doing it from a place of peace like you were describing that you were right at the camp they said it was so sweet it's like the native people would say oh sweet. we yeah. have we have a relative here that needs a place to sleep tonight Aww. uh we're looking for some relatives that can that are driving to Minneapolis or to here and there who can take some elders with them. We were, they called everyone there wow. relative. I love it was, that. It was so huh? beautiful. That's so and beautiful. they said, if you hear anyone around you speaking in anger, please remind them that this camp is a, is a peaceful camp and it's a place of prayer. Yes, and you. so if someone was speaking in anger because they were commenting on the president-elect who had just been elected, <laughs> someone would just turn to them and so calmly oh, wow. and so kindly say, oh, um, remember, this is a camp of prayer I love and it. peace. Not bring, not bring and then the, the other person would just be like, oh, thank you. Like thanks for reminding me. Oh, that's so beautiful. And yeah, and in the remind, and especially like that's the real spiritual work, spiritual work. Like the remembrance of holding that vibration. Like how important it is. It's not, and it's not that there's like a denial of you know the opposite of um, Libra is Aries, which is the god of war, and definitely would be more connected with anger, but that energy can be transmuted in terms of like like everyone showing up like using their using what that force is of like being spiritual warriors, you know, to show up and confront your fears and do something that, you know, could, you know, it's, oh, go it could result in, in harm. Right. Like having um, that fearlessness that that's the best use of that. Uran that's the Uranus and Aries, which is in opposition to Jupiter and Libra um, right now. So I love like, Matt, you know, it's just so nice to have an example of how these energies can be used on a higher octave like that, like what you're describing. And then, and then there's, so we, that's one of the powerful energies going on right now. The I want to say one other thing about yeah, that please. in relationship, say to wellness, which is, you know, when we are looking at wellness, most of us, we're really looking at the tangibles, like what am I, what am I eating? Mm -hmm. What what fitness am I? Did I get to a yoga class? You know what I mean. Like, what can I do if someone has a goal? You know, to lose weight. Like, oh, I have to get so many steps in, or I have to. You know, people are really looking at these tangibles. Yes. And we, so much of us, in a sense, is intangible. Exactly. And we we really do need to come at wellness and our you know, having a sense of wellness in our consciousness through these intangibles. So if it's prayer, if it's affirmation, if it's, if it's drumming, if it's dance, um, you know, that, that poetry, nature, like yes. we have to yes. open out to the spirit world. And I think, yes, I agree. You know, even say, the information that you share and the way that you are able to synthesize astrology so that we can understand it and we can work with it. But it's happening whether we understand it exactly. or not, right? There's exactly. These, there's these things exactly. that are, That's are what's so, so much fascinating. bigger than us. Yeah, it's so much and bigger. And we can't embrace and understand the whole thing, but we have to understand, wait, there's something bigger than me. The energy, and let me, yeah call on that yes. let me embrace that too I love it's, that yes and what you're describing yeah I mean it's it, the it's I think you know it's interesting because the the invisible like the invisible realm the the energy behind everything the intention behind everything and the way we come like whether it's weight loss or it's trying to change the vibration of a protest it's you know right it is that energy that we're seeing how powerful that is like it's 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 not just what's being done. It's not just the action, but it's 
so much bigger than that. It's so much more powerful. It's what we're pulling in. It's what we're drawing in. It's what we're sourcing as the energy that we're that's backing us, you know, and how conscious or how aligned we are with that energy, you know, because we otherwise it's like that's that's really where the creation is happening from something much that's bigger right. than us. Otherwise, it's just like me alone pushing a boulder up a hill. Right. And I think that's a lot the of illusion anyway, even that we can't do without something backing us. <laughs> that's right. But I think a lot of people feel like that out there. And also this idea, like if I can just get to one more yoga class or if I can just, do you know what I mean? Right. And it's right. Like it's about, well, like, there's more help for us out there than that. Well, we can sort of call on the unseen. Exactly. I mean, and we, and like realizing like the, this idea that there's an I doing anything in the highest, right? I mean, right. Like, that there's, right. A, there's a doer happening at all is, you know, starting from that premise even creates all the problems. And, you know, it's funny because like you were saying about the boulder, because, you, know, you know, there's that, that very famous story of Sisyphus pushing the boulder right. up the hill. And we can feel like that a lot. Like we're just pushing, like, you know, oh, we're putting all this effort in. And we're trying, like, again, whether it's weight loss or we're trying to change the world, like, and just, like we push the boulder up the hill like Sisyphus and then it comes back on us. Right. And yeah, I mean, I think the way, you know, th that that's kind of, you could look at it as that kind of existential, like, well then what's the point? Or you can say like when you see something like Standing Rock, it's like it does show the power, even though some people could be like, even now people are like, oh, but it's just going to get reversed or they're going to just do it anyway or, you know. But if we buy into that energy, if we buy into that belief system, that's the energy we're creating from again. Like that's what's, you know, we're, we're feeding into that. And then we're forgetting that there's a whole divine plan behind everything. That's that right. Even there see. is. That's it's right. Happening. And that's why I was trying to relate it to the astrology. Like I thought, wow, like, okay, whether we knew it or not, like when standing rock was happening, I was saying we had that, um, the Uranus, uh, Jupiter opposition, Uranus being an Aries, which is like that kind of spiritual warrior energy and like trailblazing energy. And then, um, Jupiter and Libra, which is all about the fight, not even fight, but it's like the wisdom of peace and justice and bringing justice back into the Dharma. Um, and then that was in this opposite, like, so that's, those planets were kind of in this really intense polarity. And then they were also having communication with, um, Pluto, which has been this very intense kind of shadow work energy he's been in, in Capricorn, which is a sign of elders. Like on the highest level, everyone's talking about Pluto and Capricorn being, oh, it's the huh. shadow work of the patriarchy and the corruption of social, you know, like all of our, um, you know, our monetary systems and all the structures. It's, it's, it's like revealing kind of the, the shadow energy behind that, which is true in the patriarchal energies. But on the higher level, it is also the elders. Capricorn is the wisdom of the elders. And when you describe these people, to me, that feels like the highest vibration of Pluto and Capricorn is having the elders step in and teach how to do, how to do the peaceful protest to create right. a deep change from a, a very profound um, core energetic level that reverberates rather than trying to use force. So yes. I thought, wow, that's yeah, really that's powerful. Yeah, that's great to hear. And then the water element is the cancer. So that's one of the reasons I was like, oh, I've got to connect with Kiki because you're can you really right, embody that I know. cancer I am energy. such a cancer. <laughs> I can't even tell you. You are. You're such a I beautiful think, embodiment of cancer and everything thank you do. You. It's like I'm so, you know, I'm so homey oriented. Like yep. <laughs> I can travel the whole world, right? Yep. But, and I love traveling and I've been traveling from a very young age. But even if I'm in a hotel for one night, yeah. I put my clothes in a drawer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You make it home. And your exactly. home is so beautiful. You've, like, totally transformed your home where you live. It's so gorgeous. I always love to see the pictures and the updates and how you treat your food even. Like, Kiki will post these beautiful photos on Instagram about, like, don't keep your vegetables in the plastic where they just feel neglected. And that really had an effect on me because I was doing that. Oh, Put it in the glass, like wash them, right, dry them, right. like let them feel like they have a beautiful home to live in, you know? Great. Treat them you know, with I love. Just, I just hung all this artwork here and I had been collecting art and I sort of saw it, you know, I was holding the art in my mind because I collected it, I yeah. loved it, I bought it, I, you know, 
mm-hmm. but I wasn't framing it. And then I was like, you have this art in the closet just waiting till what? You have enough money to frame it? Like, you've saved money. Find a framer. Frame yeah, because it didn't have a little home again. Even the closet. Neglect, right. The neglect. The neglect. The neglect. So now I have all this art here, and I have to say, it's like, you know, the sort of the vision of all these artists, the energy, the inspiration. It's really like my home is this living place. I'm so yes. excited. And it someone is. came to visit today, speaking of wellness, this wonderful lymphatic masseur. She came Ooh. to give me a massage. And she was just looking at my artwork because she, she was here when there was no artwork. Aww. And she she had to stop moving my lymph. And she was like, <laughs> I just have to look at this. I can't concentrate. <laughs> I love that. And so I think that, you know, again, it's not just through food or did we drink enough water or right. something. Important, it's, yeah. it's every aspect <laughs> that we're just being inspired and that it's there's true. beauty and like, around and, us. And, and taking care of, like, yeah, not neglecting yes. things. And, and um, just to finish up, because, you know, we are under a shadow of Mercury retrograde, so we do get off track, you know. It's easy okay, to, <laughs> of course. I, I try, <laughs> trying to finish my point, going back to the, I'm trying to weave the astrology in a little bit. But yes, not, to not like, do. But I don't want to also, you know, um, cloud up, like, the more, you know, like, like, the importance of astrology is really the interpretation of how we're living it out in real life, but I just loved the, you know, the geeky part, and we loved the connection of how the missing leg of this T-square between Jupiter, Pluto, and Uranus is Cancer. We don't have any planets in Cancer right now, and um, that would fill out that T-square, like, it would make a table that can balance, um, you know, in the cosmos, so the Cancer energy is the water, Cancer is the water, and it's interesting because when Alma did her whole, when she had that that birthday celebration in 2003, it's when Saturn had gone into Cancer, and there was this, that was kind of the original focus on um, the, the importance of the water, you know, saving the water, and I feel like, wow, I, I just put it together during our podcast, I hadn't even thought about how water, like the water of life, and the feelings, and the emotions, and the non-neglect of things is really kind of the key, I feel, right now, to the healing that's trying to happen, like we can't do all of this, you know, huge healing of Mother Earth and social change and all the things we're really feeling so passionately about right now with if, if we're neglecting the cancer energy which is the feminine the the feelings the our home like how we how we treat ourselves how we treat others how you know all of those really strong cancerian themes so that was my intuition to have you on the podcast because I was like everything you do everything you represent is just naturally cancer you know you'll just bring, you'll just bring that missing energy that we right. in so and we can just talk about it in so many different ways so yeah like and i was thinking even as simple as like you know taking the veggies out of the plastic right well it's interesting that what you're saying about you know needing that cancer and the woman's voice and everything yep. it just made me think of pussy grabs back yes that too is, absolutely you know so it's like the day after the election, I was in Union Square at the at the at a protest. Oh, great! And you know, so many young women there, and um, and I think just this fear for like girls and women, like, oh, yeah. hey, oh, our yeah. voice is not yeah. only is our voice important; it's essential. It's essential. It's essential. Um, so. And I really see that, you know, when when these very powerful men harm women, of course they're harming women, but they themselves are so deeply harmed. Yes, yes. If they cannot regard, like, the mother, the creator, the feminine, with awe and gratitude... So right. there's deep harm, and then definitely, you know, we need prayer. We need to protest. We need to carry pussy grabs back signs and be at the Million Woman March. But we yeah. also need to pray, absolutely, because it's it's bigger than... It's so much bigger, and we do need yeah. the infusion of... We really need the presence of the goddess more than ever. Um, because and of that, I, yeah, the feminine... And because the men, like these, the men that are coming from that, that that's obviously revealing their own you know their own deeply damaged 
relationship to their own feminine and from their own Absolutely. relationship with mother yes. and with, yeah. That's very well the said. Mother, the mother complex in the men, which is also, cancer also rules the mother archetype. So the mother complex and how that got rerouted in their psyche to create these very this very unconscious damaged relationship to the feminine of, of objectifying the feminine, which of course right. is a big, big uh, legacy of the patriarchal consciousness anyway that right. we're trying to heal. And one thing that I want to add here, which is in, about wellness and, yeah. you know, most of the people that reach out to me or that follow my YouTube channel, Kiki Says on YouTube yeah. or on my Facebook page, Kiki Says on Facebook, are women, though there are men, of course, but I'd say mostly young women and women of all ages, um, is very importantly, let's not gossip about women. Let's not put them down. Let's... You know, there's this whole thing around female celebrity yes, and where women are just encouraged to criticize other women, and we just have to stop. And so, you know, there's all these magazines that. Yeah. that I try not to look at, you know, but they're out there. You know, we of course, we see them in our subconsciousness or these links, these windows yeah. that pop up on our phones or on the web or something like, oh, see how fat such and such looks in their bathing suit or see how old such and such looked or see what terrible plastic surgery such yes, and such got. Yes, I know. And, That's the way we're really know, turning against our own sisters. Right. And I, I think it's so important. Like women, women reach out to me because they want to feel good about themselves. They want to have a sense of well being. Mm -hmm. And so what that, what's really going to help that is we have to opt out yes. of reading those articles, adopting that mindset, you know, there's almost this idea like, well, if that woman, if I can say that that woman is ugly, somehow I'm a little bit more beautiful. Yep. Or if that woman is old yep. and her so face yeah. needs plastic surgery or something, then I'm a little bit more young or beautiful. Mm. And one, that's not the case. Uh, we're all... You know, we all need to uh, support our own feeling of inner and outer beauty and those of the women around us to really validate the women around us. Uh, yeah. Even if we come, I almost feel like these women who are so anti-women, which we've seen a lot of that yep. in the, yep. what I'll call the Republican camp or whatever. Right, right. I almost feel like it's they're shocking. zombies. Like it's some kind of zombie movie. It where someone has, like, like stepped into the woman's body and they're walking around. Uh, it's like a South Park episode, you know what I mean? Where, like, someone has taken over these women's bodies yeah. and is using them as a mouthpiece, but it's not for the feminine. Oh, yeah. Um, and so even if we come into contact with women who are very much critical uh, and in their speak, that we really make a pledge not to do it. We really have to kind of join together and heal the feminism, heal fem the feminine yep. or the, the divine sort of that goddess aspect and come together and celebrate with joy in the multitude of form and beauty and generation yep. uh, of the women uh, around us so that's really well-being too because when we use when we are critical like that in speech it doesn't matter how much meditation we do it's almost too late do you know what i mean like exactly. we want to meditate for peace of mind well every time we speak out yes. in harm yes. we disturb our peace of mind swami right. satyadananda he said i remember reading years ago said, people ask me, Swami, Swami, how can I have peace? What can I do to have peace? And I say to them, you have peace. Don't disturb it. Yes, exactly. So if we're out there disturbing our peace, disturbing our consciousness with hating on other women, yes, we can go to a yoga class every day. We can eat as much Such organic food point. as we want. Exactly. We can try to meditate. We can strap ourselves you know, to some wooden slats <laughs> to sit up perfectly straight to meditate for peace. But yes. if we're constantly disturbing our peace, 
with harmful words or even thoughts and and thoughts absolutely then um so we can just start with that that and that's the first principle that's the first limb is ahimsa you know and it starts that's with right. the thoughts and the words we speak right right and in the yoga system of the limbs that you just mentioned these eight limbs all the limbs serve ahimsa yeah they all serve which that. is compassion so everything that we do is for that even we would be compassionate before we would be truthful it's so good to remember that because it's like we try to get so out there with all these you know spiritual teachings and yoga practices and then if we're not doing the the base the foundation of the if we're not coming from every if we're not approaching everything is 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 this harmful are we harming are we creating harm by is this thought harmful even to myself like often people think it's okay as long as i'm just beating up myself in my mind that's right. still that's still um that's still harm that's still not ahimsa right that's about crazy. 20 years ago or something when yoga was just starting to like pick up and i lived in la and it was sort of the creation not the right. creation, but sort of the phenomenon of the star teacher and that hadn't really happened in new york city yet so there were these really good looking people in la and they taught yoga and now they were becoming like stars and people were like lining up to be in their classes and of course this is a big phenomenon now this is just like part of yeah this is part of the yoga (laughs) landscape but this was the beginning of it and i was a newcomer i was like a tourist i was like wow we don't have i've been doing yoga for 15 years and we don't have that in New York, you know. Yeah, we didn't have it yet. That was even before like the whole Jivamukti thing, huh? Yeah, and I remember someone saying like, well, what's the point of doing yoga if it doesn't make you a nicer person? Beautiful. And that has just stayed with me because with all of that yoga thing and the students are vying to be in the class of this very popular teacher or that kind of yoga star teacher, people weren't very nice around that, right? They're pushing and shoving or whatever their way in. And I remember kind of a bystander saying like, what's if it doesn't make you nicer, what's the point? Right. So yeah, if we're going to all these yoga classes and we're not very nice, uh, what's the point? Maybe we're going to the wrong classes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and again, it goes back to like what we were saying about now, you know, what you take in, like, this whole, okay, so another big astrological theme going on right now, um, as similar to the way cancer is like a very essential needed energy to balance out a lot of the planetary um, wars happening, we could say. Um, another one is Virgo. Because of this full moon coming up, we're going to be really needing the Virgo energy because we're going to have a full moon next Tuesday in Gemini where there's a lot of tension going on between the Gemini, Sagittarius, and Pisces areas of our area of our chart and our psyche, which we can talk a little bit more about that later. But the the missing link for that is Virgo, which is what how we digest, how we how we assimilate what we take in, like what oh, that's it's what very we eat, interesting. What we eat, what we think. Um, it, it's because Virgo literally rules the intestines, so it's that part of our huh. our body that is and our psyche that is trying to um, discern what's a toxin and what's a nutrient. And in yoga, well, the intestines are a huge issue. Yes. Right? <laughs> and in, um, in Ayurveda, that's really, are we able to assimilate what we're eating mm-hmm. or what we're exposing our senses or our nervous system to? Yes. And what we don't assimilate is the foundation for disease. Yes. So this idea of ama, not ama, as an amati, yeah. but this ama. <laughs> AMA. Uh, AMA <laughs> is this sort of sticky excess, right? So yes, if we, like if we don't digest it, mm. if it doesn't follow through the digestive pathway and nourish the organs, if we take it in an excess or it's like junk food or something like that, that yeah. we can't assimilate it, it forms into this sticky AMA, the sticky AMA. Yeah. And this can build and build and build and start to permeate an organ or the bloodstream. It can form crystals. It can harden. It can form tumors, fibroids, yes. cysts, etc. Yeah. So it really is about digestion That's and assimilation. Powerful. So we could be eating. An individual could be eating the best organic food that there is. 
but maybe because of stress or because of intention or yep. environment, yep. Um, they're not assimilating. Mm. So the health doesn't necessarily, it, it's not just right there in the bowl, yeah. you know, in the mouth. It's, it's, you know, following through. But this nourishment, digestion, assimilation, and are we being nourished? And the same thing with yoga. Is it too many yoga asanas? Is the person exhausted? Are they fatigued? You know, has, yep. we can sort of, yep. we're not assimilating all those asanas. Um, right, because some people think it's like more, 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 like I'll just do exactly. more yoga, I'm going to get more benefit, or I'll do, right. you know, I'll, I'll eat more organic food, or... Or I'll only eat it raw. Exactly, you know, like. exactly, that's a huge thing, sure. Yeah. Yeah, there can be a lot of misconceptions around, yeah, I guess the question is really like, but is your system, like you said, is your nervous system, is your body, is your psyche, all of it's trying to work together, is it able to really assimilate or is there, what, what's happening? Right. Are we being nourished? I, nourished. I really think it's about nour nourishment. And, yes. you know, I was telling you before we got on the podcast that at the new moon, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. I, like, couldn't oh, yeah. move. And, you know... So that actually was nourishing for me. I stayed, yeah. luckily I could do that with the latter half of my day. Yeah, and so I just good. crawled into bed and I read a lot of books. That's so nice. And so that nice. was n nourishing. And if I had sort of pushed myself to do something else, um, it, I wouldn't have, you know, that's, I, it wouldn't be an experience that I could assimilate, yeah, right? That's a really good it would have been more it. assaultative or something. Right, that's such a good, such a beautiful metaphor for so many things, I think. And the body really doesn't lie, and it won't let us go, you know, it doesn't let us force, or the body doesn't respond to forcing, or... Right, people think it doesn't. Like, it really, like, it's, even in, because um, I do, a, you know, polarity therapy, energy work, and it's, it's proven to me over and over again throughout the years that the body responds the most deeply to very, um, it's, it's almost like the more gentle and the, the least intrusive and the most subtle form of touch and vibration is what the body can assimilate the most. Actually, will will heal and feel the most nourished by the, the most subtle. Especially yep, very, the more sensitive we are. Mm -hmm. Right, that's right. And we're often way more sensitive than we realize. Exactly. It's like the need for silence. Yes. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, you know, I don't have a TV. I mean, I do, you know, crawl into bed with my laptop and watch a television show on Netflix the whole season sure. and weekend. I, I'm not going to say, like... I'm a living saint or anything, but I don't have this big, you know, black thing on the wall sucking in all this energy or blaring out, yeah. you know, all this noise and sound and everything. And right. I think um, there is something about being able to be in silence that is deeply nourishing. Oh, yeah. So that that's the subtle, like the silence. Subtle. It does support that which is subtle. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, that was for truth. Yeah. No, it can. It, that's a good. That's another really um, powerful metaphor. It's like people want to know what can I do? What can I do? And sometimes yeah. it's like don't do anything. Exactly. Exactly. Crawl into bed with exactly. your books. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Just go into go into silence. Right. That's often what we were. Our system is probably craving. The minimal, that's also a Virgo theme, is like the simple, the minimal, um, you know, the body actually likes really simple food. It really does. Like, probably the most healing way to eat if we're out of balance is a mono fast. Mm. So just eat, like, I actually just, they smell really good. I wish you could all smell. Aww. I just baked up some sweet potatoes, right? And I just yeah. rubbed them with a little organic sunflower oil and some good Himalayan salt. Yeah. And so let's say we were out of sorts, especially we were talking earlier before we started recording about the holidays, how to look out after ourselves. Look yes. look out for ourselves during the holidays yeah. with all this onslaught of food and 
Yes. Wine and cocktails and sweets and everything. And, you know, the way that we can balance, if we do go to parties or if we do, you know, sort of end up eating a mixed bag of whatever appetizers and things uh, out and about during the holidays or desserts or something is the next day, just monofast. If you only eat sweet potato, yeah, your body can put all of its, it's so easy to digest one thing at a time yeah. that it will aid in digestion and assimilation and it will work out those, what are called offenses mm. to the system, aparadha, is an offense against the system. It's what Patabi Joyce, our yoga yes. guru, mm-hmm. uh, called a food mistake. Food mistake, I love that. If someone wasn't in yoga practice, he'd be like, oh, you are not coming yesterday. And they'd say, oh, Guruji, I had diarrhea, I had vomiting or something. You'd say, oh, you made one food mistake. <laughs> so that, that food mistake is aparadha. It is ah, an offense. I love that. Against the system, just to say... Yeah. Putting your feet out toward the altar, that yes. would be aparadha. Yes, that would be yes. Fence against the god, um, or so we, if if we've done in excess, we would do the opposite. We would just eat very simply, and we don't have to just. I mean, we want to be able to nourish across many food groups and food types. So yes. I'm not suggesting yes, exactly. that someone go on a monofast and only eat sweet potatoes for the next two weeks. I'm not saying that. No, no. (laughs) But um, if if someone feels that like, oh, God, why did I eat all those different things on Thanksgiving? Yes. Monofasting the next day or monofasting at breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Like at breakfast, oh, I'm just going to have some warm oats. Yeah. And at lunch, I'm just going to have this baked sweet potato. Then the system is going to go, oh, I can just take care of these organic oats very easily. Yeah. Oh, I can take care of this sweet potato. Yeah. You know, I very easily. Yeah, I can put it to you. That's, that's great. And it's like, it's, it's such, the body's so vastly intelligent. It just blows my mind because it's, it teaches us how to do other, you know, it's like, it should be the model of like how we approach everything. Like, when we overload, the answer is to like then simplify and streamline, not right. to like add more things to your schedule. Right, and I would say that, you know, one, we we need to eat, but chances are when people are kind of like, oh, gee, what should I eat? What should I eat? And they eat something really like super flavor boosted, like, I don't know, you know, red Doritos or even <laughs> organic red, white, and blue tortilla chips or something, yeah. chances are we're not hungry. Yeah, exactly. Because if we were hungry, we would be satisfied to make up some miso soup. Yeah. But if miso soup doesn't hold our attention and we're like, no, I need my mouth to explode. With flavor. Flavor we're really profile. looking for entertainment. <laughs> yes. That's we're just looking point. to be lifted out of our boredom. If you could bake a potato and put some grass-fed butter or some goat ghee or a little drizzle olive oil on it Yum. and be happy. I love you. Then, can you just like make suggestions? suggestions? I love all your food suggestions. Is there a place where we can go and get some of your recipes, Kiki? You know what? If you um I need your Oh, food. if you go to my Facebook page. Okay. Kiki says, and you scroll down, you're going to see a, um, a survey. I put my first survey. Oh, cool. And if you answer that survey, I'm going to send you a gift of three of my recipes. Oh, I love that. Okay. Perfect. Because I so, love whenever you, I'm always so excited when you post like even your photos of your food and things that you do. It's, oh, thank just, it's you. It's so great. You need a cookbook, I think. I know. Well, you know what? When I was writing, I wanted to give a gift to people for filling out my survey. Yeah, and I was like, great. oh, I'll do three recipes. And you know what? That's I just sat great. there and I just wrote them out. I know, because you just do it naturally. I, that's why I, I love it. I would say like in less than five minutes. I know. That's what I'm saying because it's such a part and of And then you. I just double checked against another recipe online. I was like, well, what if I were going to use coconut flour instead? And then I like... I love that. No, it's so good. I mean... That, and th- that's the gift of also, like, working with you, you know, one-on-one, too, because you're so, like, you have all these, like, you can pull from, like, you've got that natural ability with how your relationship with food and nutrition that's so uh, Absolutely. wonderful. And then also the spiritual. <laughs> oh, hold on. 
Okay, wait. Okay, so we're back. That was hilarious. I got a little interruption, a little food interruption delivery. Just, you know, because everything's Perfect so timing. synchronicity. Yeah, which maybe that's the sign. We'll start to wrap it up a little but. But yeah, I'll, I'm going to say one more thing Please. about food and eating. Please. And I know you just got your organic food delivery so that you can make your own food. Yeah, I'm excited it to make really, even if we were a multimillionaires and we hired the best chef in the world to be in our kitchen, and I want you to know I have worked with clients like that. If we are not preparing our own food, we can never truly have health. That's really important because and that's as a really New Yorker, I, I ate out for years. Right, I know you did. Yep. If we're not touching it, peeling it, cutting it, you know, cooking it up. And I really learned all my cooking as a young vegetarian, young macrobiotic in New York City in the 80s. You know, one, on a limited budget, I was a student. Two, um, there weren't a lot of vegetarian restaurants. And I was shopping at an organic store. I was buying organic produce when I was 20 years old. It's over 30 years ago. People called me so many names. Really? Are you stupid? <gasps> Only an idiot would spend more for organic. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, people were really challenged by that. Wow. Um, but, so anyway, I had to learn to cook food if I wanted to eat organic if I wanted to eat whole foods and I wanted to eat the best quality food. And I can tell you, I made a lot of bland food. I made a lot of failed <laughs> recipes. Okay. I made some of the, the blandest black beans and mung dal and uh, brown rice. And, you know, I, I made so many mistakes, but I ate it because it was still good. It was still nutritious. Um, and, and that's how I learned to cook, which is why I can, you know, just cook in a few, I can cook so quickly. Oh, like, I like that. my, I'm dating a guy now. He's, he's a great cook. He's in oh, the organic field. Nice. He comes in to my home. He brings a lot of organic things. And oh, I could have just let him do all the cooking. And then recently it's been like a year, right? Yeah. Now at the year point, I'm like, Steph, let, let me show you. <laughs> let, let me just cut that let me just peel that let me just get that going and he's like oh my god you're like a master you've been holding out I was like yep I've been you really are out. yeah no I love that no. I said I wasn't ready to put the apron on I love so. it that's so cute no but you've been definitely a huge inspiration in getting me to cook Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, Shereen. Since That's we did great. that Project 40 together, that really was life-changing. We did it, for the, for the people listening who don't know, um, we did a Project 40 uh, like a, a little over a year ago, wasn't it? Or was it two years ago maybe now? I think, I think it's, it's oh two, two years ago. Two years, Actually, yes. two years at Thanksgiving. Yes, two years Because I remember Thanksgiving. I was traveling to Hawaii, and I was, had, I was writing every day for Project 40, and I had to go out and find Wi-Fi every day. Oh. <laughs> on an island, on Hawaii Island, it's very spotty. Oh um, my God! So. Yeah, we did we did it two years ago. My God, and um, on addiction, we used you know and the healing of addiction. Compulsion, Compul right. addiction, compulsion, and what else do we call it? I think just addictions and compulsions, right? Oh my God, I'm losing my memory. I know, and you know <laughs> what? We are. So I'm going to ask you a favor because yes. people are listening who don't know what project. Ah, is. yes, that's true. Thank you. Yes. So, and, and I didn't even introduce myself to people that, from people that are listening, which is so my, like, all my planets in the 12th house. So, I'm, I'm Shereen Vishmaya, by the way, who's been just, you know, yammering on here for an hour. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Jungian analyst and astrologer, and um, I created this thing called Project 40. I can't say I created, it created me. Um, it came through as a really interesting experiment back in 2010 that led to, like, a succession like I've actually done 33 of them now I'm on the last seven and these are 40 day yep. projects 40 based in day projects. Jungian themes and astrology yep. of the period of that 40 particular 40 day period right they come to, like they, they get inspired by what's happening like so for instance everything we're talking about right now like if I was to, I'm not doing one right at this moment but if I was it would definitely be influenced by a lot of the themes we had been talking about um, and so the the premise of the 40 days is that in alchemy they used a 40-day system to transmute 
whatever, you know, the, the base metal into gold, let's say. But psychologically, Jung said this is what happens in a psychological, you know, in a healing psychological process. It takes about 40 days if you were to choose an issue. Um, I mean, I don't even know if Jung said that, but he was really invested in alchemy. And then I realized the connection between the 40 days. I, that actually was an accident. That's a whole other story. But I just wow. thought I turned 40 in 2010 and was like, hmm. I just gave away my age. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I have no shame about it. Actually, I like, think about going I have no idea. I love. For me, you're always like 23. Thank you. No, I actually am really proud. Like, I really believe in celebrating that. And I, especially because Jung said life starts at 40. So when I turned 40, I started the project 40s because I thought there's something magical about 40. And why did Jung say life starts at 40? And and I just thought, you know, maybe, and I started doing research on the power of the number 40, and I saw, wow, there's so many amazing th things that happen in 40 days, like Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, Buddha did his thing for 40 days, right. the soul migrates for 40 days after death, supposedly before it goes to its next, we don't know where it goes, but wherever, you know, there's all different theories, but, but the idea is that there's this magic that happens in 40 days, and in alchemy, it's a 40-day process, and even... The other big inspiration is the Venus retrograde, which I was born under, is a is approximately wow. a forty day period of us really, you know, the whole thing with alchemy is taking something and going, you know, taking like we, we say taking this difficulty, this they, they would say the base metal or the negredo or the, the the psychological muck basically, like whatever is that, you know, that that insoluble problem that we can never seem to get any traction on we offer that up on the altar for 40 days and the theme is usually based around that too but you know so people choose their own individual issue like they're like i can never you know it, it can be anything from something as seemingly simple as like you know i just can't wake up in the morning and i want to like crack that i'm going to work on that for 40 days and of course right. there's so much around that behind that or it could be you know i have this very specific addiction that i want to work on whatever it is you offer that up and then as you experience with me magic really does happen over the 40 it days. It really does. And I signed up at, we did our 40 day together. We collaborated on that. Yeah. And then I signed up for one that you did a year ago. And it was about relationship, like breaking relationship cycles. The Venus retrograde. The Venus retrograde. Yeah. And you know what? Then after I went through that, which was really definitely going like you know burning in the crucible yeah i started a relationship i love that and i heard so many people did or they healed their relationship or they started right one it, that makes i love that and the, the magic really does happen because in the magic it's it's not really magic it's actually i mean it is magic but it's alchemy in that you're you're working on something with intention for 40 days so there's not one day that goes by that you're not Right. Giving um, awareness, significance, and presence, you know? Um, so you, mm -hmm. you've been doing these Project 40s, and you're going to do a total of 40 of them, right? So yes. you have seven more left? Yes, I have my last seven. So I kind of took a little break right now because I'm in the process of the last seven are very, very important. Um, they're, they're devoted to the seven planets, uh, seven personal planets, because that is the kind of foundation of alchemy, and I never just did pure planetary work. I did some, like I did do one for Saturn back in the day, and they're inspired by the planets, but I thought to really hone in on the seven planets for the last seven, but I wanted to create a, a, a deeper community around it before we do it, so there's like a really, really powerful container to hold it. So that's what I'm in the process of doing as a redesign, but the structure will stay the same like when we did it. You know, it'll still be 40 days of... Um, receiving daily guided insights and, um, you know, basically real-time channeled information about the theme and then with journaling questions. And I love teaming up like I did with you, and I definitely plan to team up with you again in 2017 to, you know, to bring in other voice, you know, depending on what the theme is. You know, like I like to bring in an expert. Right, I know. I really enjoy that. And um, yeah, and then to create this community, so like the people that I've worked with before, like you, we're gonna bring in so that we can have an ongoing conversation happening in this uh, portal, which I think will be so supportive and speaking of nourishing, hopefully really a nourishing um, community for everybody. And then what you're going to be doing as well is, and we'll be doing this with our project yes, 40, thank you for reminding me we'll that. be, Sort of editing and updating that yep. so that it transcends being tied 
to that specific astrological period when we worked right, and it can actually mm -hmm. be an online 40-day course right, that yes. we'll be offering all 365 days a year. You can jump in and start at any time. Yes, you can download it and do it on your at your own, when at the starting point that you want to when you need that information. Thank you for right. reminding me of that, yes. Sure, and then additionally, <laughs> and um, when, and I know you'll be offering a few other of these as online courses. Yes. Um, that it's not really a standalone because the participant is going to, during that period, be uh, kind of uh, integrating sessions with you or say sessions they can with have me and you. When, when it's active, we'll have periods where it's active and they'll have the option, that's right, of right. when we, we reintroduce that, like we'll re, it'll be like a relaunch when we get into right. that. And then at that point, if they do it, they can, they can have the option of um, we'll have packages again where they can get discounted sessions if they want to do more one-on-one -on -one work, which we really recommend because it's deep work, and that's how you really benefit the most. Well, what I see, um, I know we've been talking a long time, but I do find that <laughs> account accountability mm -hmm. and working with a coach is so important. I went back to school the last couple of years, and I did a professional amazing. certificate really in executive coaching and facilitation. And I can just see from my having yeah. using, working with a coach yep. and then also being a coach yeah. to others that having that accountability and working with someone because we can do so much, we can have so many ideas and we can manifest a lot of them or we can have ideas and be journaling on things and we can see the change to really implement new <laughs> things, right? That's yeah. we're stretched beyond our comfort zone or we're stretched beyond our area of capacity. We need a guide there. We need a coach there. It's like someone plays good, you know, amateur ball. They want to be a professional. They need a coach. Exactly. If a team, exactly. a team wants to go to the championship, they need a coach. It's so it's true. It's that outside expert who is sort of heart-centered. Yep. And they, they're, they're, they're supporting that individual in their mission. Absolutely. Um, and that, that's really so powerful. And certainly I experienced that um, when I did the Venus retrograde as a participant right. and had session with you and then with uh, Caitlin Foise, who was the yeah. um, card reader and yeah. uh, your partner yes. on it. Wonderful. I love to hear that. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's so true. And um, I'm really looking forward to that because the combination of having like the daily structure and the ongoing journaling work and introspection and the rituals with the one-on-ones is, it's, it, when it all comes together like that, that's really where the healing is, I think. Yes. At its most powerful for sure. So yeah, so thank you for um, hanging in there. We had so much to talk about. You know, there is a Gemini full moon coming, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to discuss because we're all in that. You know, there's just so much information, and um, we're craving that. So it's I think actually okay that we did a really long podcast. And um, yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> me too. I, I love connecting with you. You too. I know I could just talk with you for another three hours, but I know, we'll just have to do too. more of these in the future. Yes, we will. <laughs> and. Um, I just want to say, I know I said earlier, go to my Facebook page, Kiki yes, Says. Yes, thank you. That's definitely a page, if you're listening and you want to see what I'm thinking about or what I'm reading or what I'm having fun doing or what yes. I'm eating, you can just kind of check in there and go to my website, kikiflynn.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you can yes. find out when I'm going to be doing the Project 40 yes. or I'm doing a retreat. Actually, I have a couple spots left on this um, wellness, surf, and yoga retreat in Barbados I in love February. That. Amazing. There's two spots left. So if you go to my website, to my blog page, you'll, you can learn about that. So, yeah, stay in touch. Yeah. And I'm also going to be developing um, some sort of essential organic body, face and body care. Oh, awesome. If I had one, like, mission, I'm going to have, I'm going to share two sort of Two requests with who's ever listening. One is try to make a pledge 
to give up single-use plastic. Yes. So buy a steel, stainless steel or a titanium spork. Don't use plastic wear out, even if it's supposedly recyclable or corn-based. Try not to do that. Uh, don't take coffee cups. Paper coffee cups, they have plastic in them. They really can't be recycled. So oh, carry your own carry yeah. your own coffee cup, carry your own utensil, and um, carry your own, you know, grocery bags. Try not to use so-called disposable or single-use plastics. So I started this podcast talking about the pipeline. Yep. When we think about oil, we think about fuel. But oil is plastic. Oh my God. And the biggest plastic makers are the oil companies. Oh my God. They're in the plastic business. And since World War II and the infiltration of plastic into our daily lives, uh, we have more cancer, more cancer for women because plastic, not only is it bad for the environment, it'll be here for a hundred, a thousand years, excuse me. It's bad for our bodies it's an endocrine disruptor it's an estrogenizer so it's putting excess estrogen if you're drinking water from plastic bottles never do it again um unless it's a really dire situation yeah um we're putting estrogen into our bodies and women we can't afford to have this free roaming estrogen um so i would say that and then the other thing that i was going to say is try to use only organic on your skin because yeah. everything else is leaching plastic into yep. your skin. Yep. Mineral oil, all these chemicals, all these lotions, they have mineral oil in them. Mineral oil is petroleum. Oh, yeah. And so once again, we're putting chemicals into our bloodstream and we think we're doing something good for ourselves. And yes, these companies should be accountable, but just really look after yourself and say no to plastic and okay. say yes to organics. That's great. Oh, thank you. That's a great note to end on. Oh, Kiki, thank you so much for all of your time. And yes, thank you so much. And yeah. Wishing you beautiful holidays and, uh, you know, a fruitful new year. Yes. And thanks to everyone who's listening. We wish you the same. Thanks for thank tuning you. in. Okay. We'll be back with more soon. Bye.